how to start on less than $10,000. One quarter acre of land or less is the right amount to start with if you don't have any previous experience in farming. Taking on too much land is the number one mistake I see new farmers make. On one quarter acre, you have the potential of making $50,000 from the land itself, but if you incorporate some greenhouse or indoor microgreens, you can make that number considerably higher. This all mostly depends on your market streams. Understanding your market is the key to success in farming, a point that I'll revert to many times in this book. In order to spend less money on startup, you'll need to spend more time looking for deals on your major investments to save cash. If you can give yourself a buffer of six months prior to starting, like I did, that should be enough time to build up the infrastructure you need, prep some land, and look for the best deals on good used equipment. Depending on how populated the area you're in is, you may have to do some traveling to find the best bargains and used equipment. Using sites like Craigslist, I found a lot of great deals, but I sometimes had to drive four hours to pick them up. It was worth it, though. I purchased the used BCS tiller with three implements for $1,000, and I bought my first walk-in cooler for $1,000 as well. If I had bought both of these items new, I would have spent $8,000 or more. The point here is to shop around. Also, use Craigslist and other sites to post what you're looking for. I found my BCS because I made a post saying that I was looking for one. The $7,000 I spent in my first season covered all of my major investments, seed, tools, irrigation, and fertilizer. If you want to achieve ambitious revenue from one quarter acre or less, then you need to have access to high-end restaurants and good farmer's markets. You'll also need to specialize in the crops that give you the highest return on the smallest amount of land in the least amount of turnover time. This means a little less diversity in crop selection. On the other hand, if you're going to farm half an acre or more, you'll need to broaden your market reach, unless, of course, you have access to a lot of restaurant market streams. The advantage of catering to the restaurant market is that you can grow a large quantity of vegetables that have high margins. For example, I grow a lot of baby root vegetables like radishes because some of my customers will go through 100 bunches or more a week. I pretty much exclusively grow this type of crop for restaurants. I can sell up to 200 pounds a week to all my clients on a weekly basis, but there's no way I could sell that many at the farmer's market or even to a CSA. I'm lucky to sell 20 bunches on a good market day. You'll learn over time what sells and where. Some items, like Swiss chard and kale, I sell better at the farmer's market than my restaurant. Some items, like Swiss chard and kale, I sell better to farmer's market customers than to my restaurant customers. It takes a little time to learn what products do best in each area. This is why taking notes on a spreadsheet is so important. You need to continuously update this information and leverage it over time to make your production and sales as effective as they can be. The models included in this chapter are scalable. For example, it would be possible to start as a part-time farmer, growing in your own backyard, and then, once you have some experience and feel comfortable quitting your day job to pursue farming full-time, and then scale up the small farm after a year. From there, you can continuously scale up as you see fit. The biggest challenge when scaling up is finding the right help, getting people who are willing to work at least close to your level.
Anyone who's an employer will tell you that you'll never find anyone who will work as hard as you do. And for the most part, they're right. The key is to finding what level of output is acceptable. I have found that the best employee will work 85% of my output. And that's really good, as in best case scenario. You have to accept the fact that nobody will work as hard as you because they don't have the same incentive that you as the farm owner does. If you can create incentives such as bonus pay, based on production or revenue targets, then I think you can increase that employee's effort to some degree.